1: Today with me I have Ashley Mae Sabera also known as Dana Brooke from WWE. Ashley, welcome to the cave. Hey, how's it going? How are you? What's new with you?
0: What a cool name.
1: Right? <laughs> cave
0: huh? Yeah. 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 So
1: cool. yeah that's why I say I always tell people, welcome to the man cave. Chron- welcome to the man cave chronicles because it gets recorded in a man cave. That is
0: awesome. How up with the name
1: obviously huh it was actually my wife's idea to be honest uh, ah yeah.
0: yeah the woman has
1: the brains of that right the mastermind at all, huh? that's right that's yeah. right that's right exactly so but you, hey, every man needs a man cave and correct. how cool is it to have a podcast and
0: do your
1: thing that's awesome that's right that's right so, as I mentioned, you know, everybody knows you're from the WWE Universe. You're also in the fitness world, bodybuilding, and, you know, we'll talk about all of that. But I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from?
0: I'm originally born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, you know, a lot of great people come out of Cleveland. LeBron James, Drew Carey, um, and, you know, Cleveland Rock. So, I was born and raised in Cleveland. All my family's still there. Um, I just can't stand the cold weather to be honest with you and just like LeBron did I had to take my talents down south Um, Also, WWE was located in Orlando, Florida So I was in Orlando, Florida for four years and then transitioned down to Boca uh, Which is very close to Miami. So that's where I'm at now and I love it here. I love the weather I love you know the environment but being close to the water and, I, you know, I still love to go back at home. I still love to go back and visit Cleveland. My family's there, which my family's my life, and they support everything I do. My aunts and uncles, everyone's up there. But when they need to get away to the warm weather, they come down and, and stay with me. So that's they have awesome. the best of both
1: worlds. Yeah. So growing up in Cleveland, uh, you know, as a kid, what were you into?
0: I was a gymnast for 18 years. So gymnastics, honestly, was my life. Um. It taught me, you know, it basically taught me determination, drive, dedication. I always say, like, the three Ds, right? And, you know, I started when I was at the age of two with my mom, the mom and pop classes, and it just stuck with me. It was just everything that, you know, I was a little daredevil as a child. My dad and I, every Sunday, we would, like, play restful, jump off the bed. I just, I had no fear, Um so I was always, like, the wild child, always doing, like, crazy stunts for activities. I, had, I was the ball of energy. So my mom and my parents always kept me in gymnastics. And then, you know, come to, like, you know, my senses and real, really being able to, like, realize, hey, is this something I wanted to do? It was everything I wanted to do. It was just entertainment with the sole purpose of, like, competing. And my coaches were amazing. Um, and I, uh, I was in the Junior Olympics. And then I traveled, you know, with state, regional, and national teams within the U.S., you know, on the U.S.A. teams, um, which was amazing. My coach was Dominique Mucciano, um, trained with a coach named Dominic Zito, who's still very um, popular in uh, choreography and uh, floor routines. So it was. I had a great core and a great structure around me, um, while I was in gymnastics, and that's the only thing I really knew, they go to school. they go to dances, they go to prom, homecoming, um, and my parents actually adjusted my school schedule, because this is, that's everything I ever wanted to do with gymnastics, you know, when you ask a child when they're so older, you know, my answer was, I want to be in the Olympics, um, and that's exactly like what I was striving to do. And when I was twelve, I wasn't old enough for the Olympic trials, so I went and did the Junior Olympics. And um, you know, in, I had a massive injury there. I had broke my nose, and people had thought I was paralyzed. I like snapped my neck back, and my mom was there, and she was completely devastated. And uh, I was. At night and then by nine o'clock I would be home doing my homework in bed for the next day and on the weekends I was always traveling out of town for the gymnastics meets um so that's all I I, athletics was all I knew and that that was really my passion growing up um so you know I, I love sports I love you know everything to do with controlling your own destiny and that's where I kind of find myself right now too is Ever since I was a little girl to where I am now, I I was able to control my own destiny. Hmm.
1: So how did you, like, transfer, like, from, like, how did you get from, like, gymnastics and all of a sudden you started doing, like, bodybuilding training and fitness competitions? So
0: as I mentioned, like, injuries with gymnastics. Yeah. I was broke my nose. I had reconstruction ankle surgery on my right ankle wow. and it was just a constant thing and I could never get back like I always say I could never get back on my horse and like ride from where I like picked up and yeah. like left hmm. it was just always a constant struggle each injury took a toll on my body each injury like it was just really difficult for me and it was like I saw the girls and the opportunities keep passing me by and I was just like I can't believe this and my doctor who had you know mentioned he was like hey I was, like listen like you're my ankle was just—it was—it was like I had reconstructive ankle surgery on it, so everything was like a mess inside. Landing and pounding on it constantly—it was just—it was never healing properly. So then my doctor was like, "Hey Ash, you know, why don't you try diving?" And I—I I was like, "What? Like, what are you talking about? Like diving?" And they're like, "Diving off of like a springboard and a platform." And I was like, well, "Why do you say that?" They're like, "Cause it's everything that you do, right?" And. Not a lot of people out there, like, really think about, like, oh, transitioning from gymnastics to diving. And that's, I mean, it's very similar, right? Because you're flipping and you're diving into water. It's no impact on your body as far as landing purposes and things of that nature. Hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, give it a try. Let's do this. um To be honest with you, I mean, I'm just going to say it like it is. It was just not my thing. Yeah. I'm a girl. I hate getting my hair wet, especially living in Cleveland, Ohio. It's cold outside. Um, You know, I hated being in the water. Um, And, uh, you know, it came very easy to me. And I like, I love a challenge. Within the first couple months of me diving, I was regional champ, or uh, state champ, or district champ. Then I went to states, then I went to regional. So it was just, everything, like, came super easy and super smooth to me. And it was just like, okay, I don't. This isn't just. Overall, this just is not my thing. And my parents were always like, "We'll I'll never pressure you into doing anything." And I just, I was just like, okay, now what, right? And going into college, I, my mind ever since I was a child, like I had said, was I'm going to college for gymnastics. I'm going to be in the Olympics for gymnastics. So when it came to that, my parents always said, you know, school and education first and foremost. You have to go to school for something. And i was like i was lost i was completely lost i was like okay now what you know this is completely different than anything that i've ever had to think about and so i would you know i was like okay what am i going to go to school for what do i find very you know intriguing and um at the same point in time it was just like okay what's the cool thing to do and my mind wasn't right you know at that point in time as anybody growing up you have the world in the palm of your hands, you can pick, you wanna be a doctor, you wanna be a nurse, you wanna be a lawyer, whatever you wanna be, you can be. But at that time, I was just, I was so over everything. I was like, all right, you know, what's cool? All right, fashion, I loved fashion, I loved dressing up, everything like that. So I went to school for fashion, merchandising and design and marketing and business and a bachelor's in science. Graduated with that. And while I was in college, you know, I was working like the nine to five, And then I was just like, man, this is not for me. Like, I can't, I can't work for, like as bad as it sounds, like I just, I couldn't work for someone. Like I would clock in and always constantly be checking my watch and everything. And I was like, okay, this is just, I I can't do this. Like I need to be active. And I just wasn't comfortable in my own skin. I was out of the gym, I was out of training, I was out of my routine and just everything. And I was like, okay, this is just not my, you know, cup Hmm. of tea. But needless to say, I had graduated, and then my girlfriend at the time, her name is Sarah, and uh, Sarah Block, and she contacted me, and she's like, Ash, listen, why don't you try this thing at, like, bikini competitions? And I was like, no, 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 Sarah, like, I don't want to do that. I did Miss Hawaiian Tropics already, which is, like, a bikini, like, calendar competition. You know, I did um, Maxim back in like a long time ago, 2010. It was just like, I don't want to do that, you know? And she's like, no, 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 you get in the gym, you have like a meal plan, you train, you change your body. It's like very demanding and physical. You love to work out, you know, it's everything is up to you. And you know, at the end of it, you step on stage, the judges, you know, she sent me videos of like how that's done. So I was like, okay, you know, let's do this. So I started bikini competition and then when I was in bikini, I um, had seen the fitness division, which go it goes bikini, figure, fitness, and women's bodybuilding. And when I saw the fitness division, I was like, what is this, right? Because it was like a two-minute gymnastics strength routine. So it was like push-ups, it was you know high kicks, it was strength pulls, it was tumbling, it was everything that I've ever done growing up in gymnastics. Plus the fitness and bodybuilding aspect of you had to train hard. You had to have, like, a very nice, you know, you got judged on on your um, physical appearance, too, as far as, like, mus- muscularity. And um, you were stepping on stage in a, a basically a two-piece, and you're being judged on your physique round. And then you would have a two-minute competition or a two-minute fitness routine round. So it was, like, very competitive in the sense of they're not going to pick somebody with a very terrible fitness routine so it was more or less like okay here's what this person it's a competition so that I fell in love with it got my pro card in 2012 um so basically like anything you start at an amateur level and then you get qualified for regionals then you get qualified for nationals and then you can qualify for your ISDD pro card so I landed my pro card in that in 2012 and then my professional uh, career in fitness and bodybuilding took off. Um, I had traveled the world with that. I was in, you know, the Arnold Classics and you hear Minister Olympia, which is like Super Bowl of, you know, bodybuilding and fitness. So I've been to those competitions, competed in like Brazil, Spain, uh, just, you know, everywhere. Wow. And I just needed that next step, like that next to be able to express my message and be able to get out there and really spread, you know, spread my message of like never be complacent, step out of your comfort zone. Like you, you, you control your own destiny, as I have said before. And uh, I was in Spain competing, and somebody had approached me and was like, "Hey, we love your personality, we love the way you look. Have you ever heard of wrestling?" And I was like, "What are you talking about, wrestling?" <laughs> They're like, WWE, and my eyes lit up immediately, right? But at first, I'm like, are you talking about, like, amateur wrestling? Like, I had no idea. And in the fitness world, too, there's a lot of, like, weird, you know, fetish things, too, where it's like, okay, does this someone want
1: to wrestle me? I was like, no way. Like, it was just, (laughs) in
0: my mind, I was like, absolutely not. Like, this is just not me. And my mom was there with me, and I'm like, Mom, excuse me, but, like, I don't know what this is. And then they had mentioned WWE. And I, my eyes lit up because it took me back to, like, my childhood memories of me and my dad playing wrestling and jumping off the bed and, you know, and catching me. And I would have my little stuffed animals. And my uncle, you know, my Uncle Barney, which is my dad's brother, they always would go back and forth watching wrestling. And I remember coming down into the living room, and WWF at the time was on. And um, so I was like, oh, my God, my eyes lit up. I was like, of course, but I've never wrestled a day in my life. I don't know how to be a good person. I don't know how to be a bad person. (laughs) Every, a million thoughts run through your head. And so they're like, no, 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 we would love to take you out. At the time it was Tampa. And so I went down to Tampa and I trained and did a tryout in Tampa and um, absolutely fell in love with it. And, you know, they signed, they gave me a contract right on the spot and um, I was it's been a blessing and the best thing of my life um it's actually saved my life to wrestling you know it's my first true love that's been there for me for now six years so it's been an amazing transition my life has been through you know every which way you can possibly imagine but i'm, I'm very grateful for you know the opportunity and the platform wwe has given me to perform and entertain but also be able to spread my message and
1: and work with different communities outside of wwe hmm. so when you mentioned you were, you were training in orlando like who uh, who trained you
0: so um there's a wwe performance center yeah. based in orlando um and that is called nxt and nxt at the time was a, a like a developmental program and So when I had signed the contract, I was still competing in fitness and I had to finish out my obligations in the fitness, you know, division in the fitness world. And so um, I had moved down to Orlando. And at that time I like, I had no idea about anything, who anyone was. And I went to the training facility and um, I met the best coaches ever. I had Norman Smiley, who was like a, a lot of these coaches used to wrestle
1: yeah Billy Gunn he still wrestles which is you know
0: the ass man um you know Norman Smiley he was one of the first 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 coaches of mine uh and he was like he saw me bump like which means like you fall on the mat and you kind of like slam your arms down and he's like he thought I was lying he's like you've never your life i was like no absolutely not and he's like yes you have you're lying and i was like norman i promise you i've never done this in my life and then he asked me all right let me see your fighting stance and i i kid you not alive my stance was the most pathetic thing anyone has ever seen it was like my hands were like webbed out they're like okay maybe you've never fought a day in your life i was like nope i haven't you know i promise you i wasn't lying And so then we had an amazing female coach. Her name is Sarah Motto, and she's still down at the Performance Center as well. And Sarah took me under her wing. Sarah basically, you know, saw something in me um, as far as the athletic side and the ability. And it was from step one of, like, basically running the ropes to having wrestling matches and understanding the psychology behind it, which is a whole nother you know, beast in itself, and she's been all around the world wrestling, she's, you know, seen the, she's trained the most um, athletic women around the world, and so it was, like, amazing to have her see something in me and train um, Dusty Rhodes, who is a ultimate legend, the American dream in himself, um, and, you know, may his soul rest in peace, he passed away while I was, you know, getting the transition call from developmental to the main roster, and I used to meet with, you know, Dusty every Tuesday because, again, I had no idea about acting and, you know, putting on character and uh, developing, you know, these characteristics of a bad, you know, we call them heels, and it was just, he, again, he took me under his wing and, like, was like, all right, like, he started acting with me and gave me, like, character ideas from every end of the spectrum, just to try in different ranges and and then, you know, Triple H was the one to seek me out and give me the opportunity and, uh, you know, Triple H has been a huge role model to me um, growing up in wrestling as well too, you know, I always thought he was super attractive growing up too, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, he's so hot and then I will never forget going into my tryouts, which I've never told this story before ever um i walk in a room you know because they need to get your personality whatever and he's standing right there and i was just like oh my gosh like this is him you know and yeah i kind of fangirled a little bit but he really takes the time and effort to really um get to know each and every one of the talents and you know room them for success and you know his life is so busy he still wrestles himself you know, is a great father, great role model, great businessman. Um, so it's, you know, it's amazing to be in their presence um, and they actually teach you and give you all the knowledge because it's, a, it's a, honestly a never-ending, you know, job, you, you're constantly learning. There's ne- You're never going to know the craft. You're, everything's always going to be constantly changing for the better. Um, and, you know, they're all willing Give you their time and their patience, so it's been. It's not just one particular trainer. It's yeah. Everyone has their own style, and mm. every um, input is is you know very admirable.
1: So how like so how would you how would you describe your run so far in the WWE?
0: You know, my <laughs> it's funny you say that my run has been. I'm They are very close. I just saw him Sunday at the Royal Rumble, and it's just amazing to be within their presence, but let alone, they they know me as a person, you know, they know me on a completely different level and a different base, and so it was great to work with them. Then I did this statistician role, which was like, you know, I was tagged with uh, two of the male superstars, Titus O'Neil, who is amazing and you know the community work that he does opened up a school wrote, written a book so kind of being under you know his guidance as far as doing things outside has was very helpful uh the role as a statistician was fun because it just gave me depth as a character as far as like playing a part and you know doing things along that line and then breaking away from them and being myself now it's, this is Ashley. This is Dana Brooke Is Ashley severa You know, it's, I I want opportunities. I want to constantly keep growing. I constantly want to show my fans and you know also haters that we have on on the internet and troll us. Oh and
1: my God! Like of course. I'm, con- I'm constantly trying to improve. Like I'm constantly
0: trying to get better and you know evolve and you know prove to everybody that. Hard work does pay off. It's as simple as that. You, you put in the time, you put in the effort. No matter what you do across the board, it's going to pay off. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, being out, I, I've had the amazing opportunity with Ronda Rousey, you know, stepping in the ring with her and cutting, like, a heartfelt promo as far as, you know, really kind of how I felt as far as, like, I literally, I bleed for this business. I put my, my tears, my time, you know energy effort everything into this business just to be given this opportunity to show truly who i am and you know 2000 or you know 2020 has been an amazing transition for me i had uh trans you know transferred from raw to smackdown and smackdown just started airing on fox and it's been a a game changer for my career because i've been able to like get out there and really show who I am and really kind of make people's eyes open up and be like, wow, you know, she does have a lot to offer and bring to the table. And I'm just, you know, the girl from next door, I'm a, a, a true, genuine person. What you see is what you get. I can't, you know, I can't fake it. It's just, this is who I am. I, I'm so passionate uh, with WWE and everything that given to me. And I, I, like I said, you know, Wrestling saved my life. I lost my ex, um, Dallas McCarver, two years ago, and I was in a very dark place as far as, like, I just didn't know where to go. You know, I had no idea what to do with the... It was just... If you've ever lost a loved one, you know you, it's just, you can't really accept it or you. there's no real realization and you cannot put your life on pause. You cannot put your life on hold. Um, and... Yeah wrestling was the only thing that, like, really pulled me away from it to, like, put my mind in check, saying, like, Ash, you have something so precious in your hands, and, like, you have to keep working, keep striving to, like, be the best possible person you can be, and Dallas would want you to do that. So, you know, Dallas always supported me, always had my back through thick and thin, you know, was at my side through everything, and the way that I could remember him and kind of, you know, every way everyone has a different way of breathing. And my way was showing him that I'm never giving up and I'm stepping in that ring and I'm doing the best thing I possibly can do. And, you know, wrestling saved my life. It honestly did WWE was so amazing to me when um uh, you know, this whole situation occurred. They told me to take as much time as off as I needed. You know, it's like my family. They they literally they see me more than my family does. So being able to like, you know, come away from home and go into that, keep my mind going, keep my mind busy, uh, was you know that's why I say wrestling is my you know my one and only true love. You know, it's been there for me. We've had our good times, we've had our bad times, but in the end, it's you know it's always been there for me. And um, you know, it's just it's a family and. It's amazing to be able to, you know, WWE gets you so many different levels and platforms to get out there and spread your message, and I, I'm just, I'm truly grateful to be with the business for six years, I signed another five years, and you know, like I said in the beginning, you know, you control your own destiny, so, you yeah. know, I just take one step
1: at a time. Who, who would have thought a little girl from Cleveland and now you're in the WWE?
0: I, uh, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah. it brings a tear to my eye because I'm like, then I was a little girl and I had dreams, right? And I was so lost as far as, as I mentioned to you before, life is like puzzle pieces. Yeah. So at a time in my life when gymnastics didn't work out for me and I was lost, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? It didn't make sense back then, right? It just hadn't made no sense. Now I look back and I'm like, wow, that puzzle piece fit with you know, puzzle pieces that is painting this beautiful picture of my life, and I, you know, I truly hope that, you know, people that are looking into my life or hearing my story can take away something and know that, you know, life can be hard sometimes, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you got to keep going and and paint the beautiful picture of life, you know, every day is a blessing to wake up and be given another day, and I never take life for granted, and, you know, with losing my ex, I don't want to say I take I took things for granted, but you always just go through the motions, right? You don't yeah. think you don't think tomorrow's, you know, you, you won't see the light of day tomorrow, but in reality that might just happen. So you have that That's, you know, one thing that kind of put I always try and uh, pull a positive out of a negative as weird as it sounds, but it has made me realize truly how strong of a person I am. How strong somebody else can be, as far as if I tell them my story and try and help them. Um, and you know, it's just like, tomorrow's never promised, tomorrow's never guaranteed, and never take anything for granted. You know, your job, loved ones, you know, your husband, your wife, you know, your children. It's just it's it's
1: truly been an eye opening experience to me. Mm. I love the way how you're so positive because like. In this world today, we need that. We need more people to be just more positive because, like you said earlier, you know, there's always people on social media or things like that always try to take you down and you just have to pretty much ignore the noise.
0: And it's, it's so hard. I mean, I won't lie to you. Um, you know, I go online and I'm skinny, I'm fat. I'm, I, lo- I have too much face work done. I, you know, I wish my hair was short. I wish my, you know, everyone has their own opinion. And, yeah. You know, or my wrestling, you know, oh, you stuck at wrestling, or that match was terrible, or... But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, you don't know what I was supposed to do in this match, right? Like, you have no idea. I did my job. I knew exactly what I had to do. I did it. But, yeah, you're still critiquing me, and you're, like, trying to tear me apart, right? And that's the worst possible thing. But at the end of the day, Elias, what I try and tell everybody, and I'm huge on... I'll get into this in a second, but I, I go to schools, and I... Really try and talk to children of you know, anywhere from little toddlers all the way to high schoolers graduating. Um, is don't be a bully, be a star, right? And always try and
1: think if that person's trying to tear you down, I mean, you probably get it too, like no matter what. Oh, of course, it matter,
0: oh, <laughs> grown, grown adults, whatever, you have to think wow, that person is struggling some in some aspect of their life that they need to tear someone else down to bring themselves up, right? Yeah. And if you just make them put a smile on their face, And, you know, as I was talking about bullies online and stuff like that, that's exactly what I try and do. If you hate me, you see me doing these things, hopefully I can take away something. If I can impact one person's life um, and, they, and then they can impact two or three others, then I've done my job. It's like a, you know, trickle
1: effect. That's right. That's right. So uh, so what's next for you in 2020? Like, you mentioned dreams and everything. What's your next like goal and dream?
0: You know, I had a meeting, and I am really trying to strive to open up a women empowerment affinity group, and it's in the works right now. I just want to help other women who feel as though they can't step out of their comfort zone, and that is something that I'm so strong and passionate about. Um, that's one of my personal goals as Ashley makes to getting out there, spreading my message. You know, inspiring children is another thing of, that I hold very close to my heart, you know, because these children look up at us, uh, you know, no matter who we are and in whatever industry we're in, as, like, larger-than-life characters, and what better way to tell them, like, hey, you know, you guys are the future, you guys are the next generation of and coming, and if you stay the right path, you can, too, do this. Um, so that's another thing that I'm very passionate about. Um as far as WWE goes, I would love some title opportunity, chances. I definitely want to step up for those tag team titles uh, and, and and just constantly grow as an individual and, you know, as a wrestler and also just, uh, you know, an influencer um, is really, truly what I want to do uh, in the next couple of years. Like I said, I'm just growing my brand. Uh, Time with five more years, I'm going to put, you know, the pedal to the metal and, you know, grind within the business, but then also, you know, start putting little mental notes down. I would love to write a book and inspire people, um, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And, you know, things come in my path, and I kind of just, you know, take the bull by its horns and kind of run with it.
1: Mm, that's interesting. And uh, really quick, I know you, uh, you've, uh, you started a nonprofit foundation also. Can you tell us about that?
0: Dallas, the Carver Foundation, which is a nonprofit, and that's all for unprivileged children. Um, and I love to get back to orphanages. That's something Dallas, you know, Dallas had a very difficult upbringing in life and we would talk about it all the time. And unfortunately, we were both super busy while he was with me and while he was here. Um, and we would always want to start that. And we always said, okay, after, you know, You compete in Mr. Olympia and you win Mr. Olympia. This is what we're going to do. This is our goal. This is our game plan. And we've always, you know, I wanted children. He wanted children. And so when this all had, you know, occurred, I'm like, again, people breathe differently. And I'm like, all right, let me continue on his legacy and let's do this. You know, let's bring forward um, what he's always wanted to do, what's been, you know, something that he's very passionate about. And that's, you know, it's a non profit organization. It's Dallas McCarver you know, foundation. And it's just to carry on his legacy. His mom, Penny McCarver, is very involved in it as well. And uh, you know, St. Jude's Hospital too. I love to make hospital visits and see those kids and just bring smiles to their faces. Um, and I know that's exactly what Dallas would want would want to do as well. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I did a little research online and I read more about it, and it's it's amazing. Um, lastly, do you have a quote that you live by? Um,
0: you know, tomorrow's never guaranteed, and uh, you know, it's, as I had mentioned before, uh, life is like a puzzle piece, and you just got to keep moving forward. And that's honestly what I live by. It's crazy to me because. I do. I, you know, 24 hours seems, some days it seems like a long time. Some days it seems like it's not enough time. But you have to make the most of it because you never know what tomorrow brings. And tomorrow's never guaranteed. As far as life as a puzzle piece goes, you know, I honestly, you take a step back and, you know, you put puzzle pieces together. And it's just like, you know, I put a puzzle. It was just funny. Over Christmas, over the holidays, we played games with my family and we're putting puzzles together just like beat the clock kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, racing, putting a puzzle together, and it clicks. And I'm like, wow, this is how my life is. You see this one piece, and it's a corner piece, and you don't know where it's going to lead to, but you'll find something that fits. And that's how life works, right? You you just never know. It's every – it'll click somewhere, somehow, down the line. You might not know why. It might be a very, you know – negative taste in your mouth but there's I, I promise you i promise every person out there it'll make sense someday somehow some way
1: hmm. ashley how can the listeners find you on social media
0: you can find me on instagram asha A S H A S E B E R A underscore dana Brook. and on twitter i'm very active with my fans um, it's just Dana Brooks, WWE, um, as far as like Facebook, I don't have a Facebook, but I, 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 am very active on social media and, uh, you know, like I said, stay tuned to these women empowerment courses and, you know, seminars, cause that's something that's going to be happening within the next couple months as well too. And I'm going to hopefully launch like a community forum type webpage where it's, you know, you take. One seminars and then you're you know it's like a family and we'll go back and forth on the boards and um you know just kind
1: of uplift one another Mm. ashley i want to personally thank you for coming on your story was amazing and i can't wait for the listeners to, to listen to it
0: thank you no it's been a pleasure it's been an honor and you know any way that i can possibly get my story out there on any end of the spectrum and whether it be you know, I just, I'm very grateful to be able to be on your show and your podcast and uh, be able to promote, you know, happiness. Like we said, it's positivity across the board and you seem super positive yourself. So it's, it's been amazing to talk with you and, and, you know, you give me this time to, to express how I feel and, and my outlook on life thank you That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. thanks for listening to the man cave chronicles podcast i finally get my man cave you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram at the mcc podcast and our website the mccpodcast.com until next time